oh, how can you be nice when you can turn into a snake? <laughs> I'm the evil sorcerer supreme, but now I have to help the orphans? Oh, no. <laughs> None of this has anything to do with Knives Out. They might. I haven't seen it. <laughs> That's fair. I also have not seen it. I was actually, I, I was thinking that I had seen it, but this is not Bad Times at the El Royale. So, have none uh, of you guys seen this? No, I've seen it. Okay. Well, hi, I'm Josh. I'm an analyst here in Nashville, uh, and I die unexpectedly. I'm Rick Fox. I'm an author in this movie. Whoa! Rick- <laughs> <laughs> well, we still haven't seen it. Incredible. That's like watch- me. He doesn't I- like listening to his own voice. Yeah, I don't. I don't like to watch my own films. That feels. <laughs> that feels. <laughs> no. Uh, I'm Rick Fox. I am That's an author. That's what Rick's known for: is the startling humility. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm Rick Fox. I'm an author here in Nashville, and I'm. 007 in a movie that's not about 007. Okay. I'm Brian. I'm an illustrator here in Nashville, and I'm going to pull my knives out. Oh! <laughs> I'm Caleb. I'm an analyst here in Nashville, and I'm trying real hard with his axe. Oh, gosh. <laughs> and, and we're opinionated. And tonight we're watching Knives Out. Knives Out came out in, I need to scroll up. It came out in 2019. It oh, has man. a 97 on Rotten Tomatoes. It was written and directed by Rain Johnson. And it stars, I mean, this is like an ensemble. It's got mm-hmm. Daniel Craig, Chris Evans, Jamie Lee Curtis, Anna de Armas, Michael Shannon. Lots of famous people. T- tons and tons. And I mean, it keeps going on. Like A detective investigates the death of a patriarch of an eccentric, combative family. Uh, what the fuck does that thing? mean? I don't, a do detective they, investigates the death. No, the la- the combative fa- like do the family does the family battle itself? Is it <laughs> a family of battlers? I think like, they're a bunch what? of assholes. Oh. This almost sounds like a Christmas movie in the making. It kind of does. Off that description. It could have it could have been in the same vein that like Die Hard's a Christmas movie. Like if they had just slapped a this happens during Christmas. Yeah, yeah. or you could just say replace yeah. the patriarch death with it's Christmas and the whole family's got to get back together. But yeah. so like, what are we gonna do with all of this money when Grandpa dies? I thought you were gonna be like ex- replace the old dude who dies with Santa. Like, <laughs> you all, all get all my the asshole elves. <laughs> it's no, it's just out, all the reindeer. It's also the Santa Claus. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I saw this movie in theaters with my wife. Uh, we you weren't a wife yet, were you? Were you no, guys we, already I mean, wife? we were just dating, but now uh, sneaking into the movie theater. Shame. <laughs> <laughs> you had a wife before Sarah? Man. Oh, my gosh. Uh, we watched it when it came out in theaters, uh, and it was fun. It was fun. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, it I like a lot of... To me, there's a few things that are important with mystery movies, and one of them is you have to, after the fact, be able to go back and point to all the clues that were left along the way. Right. Yeah. I hate mystery stuff where it's just like, there's no way you could yeah. have figured it they out. They never it's told you, so. BBC Sherlock. Yeah, like, even if, even if it's stuff that you wouldn't have known was a clue, yeah. at least throw in sneaky things so that the next time you go back and watch it, you can be like, oh, I see that this thing was there, and I totally didn't pay attention to it last time. Right, right. Whatever. Um, and... I think for me personally, uh, the other side of that has to be, it's like the other side of that coin is it can't be so obvious that I figure it out way before the movie. Yeah, right, right, yeah. Um, this movie was a lot of fun, mm-hmm. uh, but I think I figured it out too early in the movie for me to rank it really high mm-hmm. as far as like great mystery movies, but right. it's still one that I enjoyed. Caleb, you said you've seen this before too. What was your experience with it? I felt like, I feel like this movie is not incredibly remarkable while being enjoyable all the way. 
the climax is not one that I enjoy very much. However, interesting. I, I think that it's not very well executed in ways that I will get into later. A hmm. ruined climax, you say? I know. Don't you hate it when you have a ruined climax? Yeah. <laughs> Some people are into that. It's not for me. <laughs> so one I, of one of my favorite movies of all time is Brick, and it is another mystery directed okay. by Ryan Johnson. Um, and so I'm I'm kind of excited to see this. Although a lot of the things that I really like about Brick are not going to be present in here. It's that movie is written in a way that it makes it sound like it like all the characters talk like they are characters out of a 1950s detective movie, mm-hmm. but they're all high schoolers in like the okay. 2000s. Okay, yeah, and Paul it, showed me. That. Yeah, exactly. And so something about that just really worked for me, and it was a really fun movie and and very unique at the time. And so I was yeah. I was very excited by that. But that said. Ryan Johnson directed one of my other favorite mysteries, so like maybe I'll enjoy this. What sure. else has he done? Uh, Star Wars: The Last Jedi. No, we won't talk about that. <laughs> other stuff. Uh, he has done yeah. other stuff. The genie wished what. that movie out of existence. <laughs> God, <laughs> yeah, I, what, that'd be one of my <laughs> wishes. <laughs> um, but Brian, have you heard or seen anything about this? I definitely remember the name of it. For some reason, I thought it was older than this. Hmm. Knives Out sounds like a movie that I should like from like 2008 kind of thing. I think it. I think it just. I think it feels that way just because these past few years have dragged on and flown by at the same time. That's kind of fair. And so it's been kind of a weird, like, the feel of time hasn't stayed consistent. Yeah. yeah. Looking forward to the second anniversary of 2020 coming up here soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because yeah. this this came out before COVID. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, which, man, they should have pushed that release date back. I would have been happy. <laughs> but um, <laughs> Now let's go ahead and get it out of the way. Yeah. Get it, get get it, it done. Yeah. Move on past it. If we could. <laughs> uh, the other thing that I think I should mention is that this movie, uh, the fact we're watching this is the result of our Twitter poll. Yeah. Uh, thank you to everyone who chimed in. You know, it was kind of a heated race there at the end between this and Die Hard. Man. But uh, this year, we done Die Hard? This year we're doing Die Hard for Christmas. I'm saying it right now. We You're need to do that. You're saying it right now. I can't wait to forget about We've it. We've done right Die Hard, right? No, we have never done a Die Hard That's movie. crazy We me. need to do Die Hard for Christmas this year. The whole series. Uh, but okay. yeah, th- thank you to everyone who ch- chimed in on that. If you haven't followed us on Twitter, our Twitter is at OpinionCast. We post all sorts of stuff there, updates about the new episodes, and occasionally polls where you can vote on what movie you want us to watch. Uh, speaking of which, before we go watch this thing, uh, Listener Request Month is right around the corner. We're about to start it after we finish watching Knives Out. So it's kind of your last chance to go ahead and get suggestions in. Uh, send it to any of our social media. Send it to our email address, OpinionatedMovieReviews at gmail.com. Uh, we'd love hearing what you guys want to uh, have us watch. Uh, additionally, before we go, Rick, where's your most recent writing available for folks to read? You can find Escape from Persephone 4 on Kindle Vela. Um, I post a chapter of that a week, and we'll do so until the book is complete, which should be in uh, the end of March, beginning of April. Um, and then after that, I'll start publishing the sequel to my book that is currently out, uh, Fate's Pawn, uh, there as well. But until then, you can read Fate's Pawn, which is a fantasy novel on uh, Kindle in general and you can also get it on paperback from amazon very nice uh go check that out guys we're gonna be back in just a minute after we're finished watching knives out i'm detective lieutenant elliot and this is trooper wagner we just want to ask a few questions we understand the night of his demise the family had gathered to celebrate your father's 85th birthday how was it the party pre my dad's death Oh, it was great. Ladies and gentlemen, I would like to request that you all stay until the investigation is completed. What? Can we ask why? 
Has something changed? No. No, it hasn't changed, or no, we can't ask. I'm gonna live till I die. You think one of his family walls walls killed? Is that what you're suggesting? You all love twisting the knife into one another. Up your ass. Oh, very nice. Matter of fact, eat shit. How's that? Eat shit. Eat shit. Eat shit. Smug smiling. Definitely eat shit. Now you got eat. I do. <laughs> do you know the muffin robin? The muffin robin. <laughs> she lives on. <laughs> you don't eat her muffins. What a dox, She'll be what a dox yourself. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh is this recording? Yeah. Actually, if you do edit this, it cut that out. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Sorry. I had Including to get... cutting out your giant fart you just What's did What's wrong right with my farts? These are directional microphones. <laughs> yeah. We could and get a dedicated fart microphone. Erectional microphone. <laughs> well, we need four of them. Heyo. You know, we we've get... talked we've talked before about like recording ourselves watching the movie, mm-hmm. something like that. And I think as long as Jamie is still in screaming <laughs> age, that that is not going to work because the amount of times we stop for his screams or your dog's barks or his snotty nose, which I'm not even like talking shit about because it's very yeah. normal toddler and yeah. dog things to do. It's not like they're being bad by doing those. Right, it's right. just a normal noisy and annoying part of the the stage of life that they're in um <laughs> stormy stage of life being dog, being dog. A dog. <laughs> he has yeah. not moved past dog phase. <laughs> nope, not yet uh. <laughs> diabetes is trying to make it happen but he hasn't happened yet <laughs> when he moves on to dirt phase right that's when he gets <laughs> He'll be very quiet <laughs> yeah uh but yeah while that's going on i don't think we're going to be recording <laughs> your wife listens to that part she's gonna be so mad at you <laughs> i make jokes like that all the time <laughs> And your wife is mad at you all the time. She's <laughs> Italian. It's going to happen one way or another. I'm making a pizza. I'm making a pizza. <laughs> hey, a and I'm mad about something. <laughs> uh, I I enjoyed this movie. Yeah. I, it's a lot of fun. It's um, very good. I want to hear from you guys who's your first time seeing it. What What do you think? Because, again, it... it the 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 two pieces that I called out at the beginning, you know, having the trail of breadcrumbs, you can go back and and I ide- call out and identify as you're yeah. watching it. Yeah. And then also, you know, that part's there. And yeah. then the, it's not too easy to guess from the get go. Mm. That right. part's unfortunately a little, yeah. a little bit. Yeah, there. it gave a little too. Well, much if info. you've seen any mysteries, you would yeah. guess it. Otherwise, I don't think you would. When when did you guys get clued in, and what? What things? Because I know even with like a, only a half hour left, Rick, yeah. you were still like trying to piece it together, and you're like, okay, I think it's ransom, but right. I'm not sure why yet. Like, what were the pieces that clued you guys in? The big one for me was the dogs barking. Um, yeah, that was established to be the thing. They barked at him. The only time that they barked at all otherwise was at the um, just general saying hello to the family kind right. of. Right. There was one. It was at the 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 one that's played by um, the girl from. That was originally in Halloween. Uh, the old lady, the older lady with like, the short hair, Tony or whatever. Her name yeah, is. I forget. I forget mm. what her name is. But the the the, the Instagram mo- no no the no, business no. woman with glasses. Yeah, that one. The one that was getting cheated on. When they when Jamie her, Lee Curtis. Yeah, they barked. When at her. she and the husband showed up, they barked at her. But yeah, yeah, like no, I know bark. they barked at her. I'm just surprised you don't remember who Jamie Lee. Curtis I couldn't is. remember the name. I knew who yeah. she was. I called out what her first role was in acting. I just couldn't remember her name. Wait, what did uh, you say your first role was? Halloween. Oh, the movie Halloween. Yeah. I thought you yeah. meant like that Halloween movie. No. Y- no. Yes, that Halloween the movie, movie. Halloween. The movie, yes, what is called Halloween. Correct. You can see how it can be a little confusing when you say it that way. Yes, her first role was Jack Skellington. Shut up. 
she no, looks but good. I, that that was the thing that mainly clued me in. I had I thought about uh, I thought about it after that and was pretty sure it had to be Ransom. But I also felt like okay, this might be the direction that the movie is wanting me to think it is, and then it's going to reveal it some even it's more like the, clever the double plan. pump fake or whatever. Exactly, yeah. And I just couldn't think of anything that would work with that. And the so only I, reason I didn't think it was the double fake out was because you say it was too easy. So I yeah. already, when they weren't giving him any like introductions when everyone else was getting introductions, I was that pretty and then sure at the when at the midpoint he's the one that like all the other family members are giant assholes. Uh, yeah. but he is. Why well, would I ever like, suspect the one person helping her? Exactly. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. I, the, I, we we kind of paused at a point like right before it all really ends, off, yeah. and I was kind of sitting there thinking about it while we were having that pause. And that's 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 probably the two things that clued me in the most is the dogs barking and the fact that like as a story structure thing at this point in the movie, he is the one that everyone is like, or that the movie is trying to make me like by having him be like, no, you should keep all the money. Obviously, I, I kind of want to get cut in, but like you should keep all the sure. money. What was and the having, old like, man's some name? good funny bits about like giving the family shit, which Harlan I wanted them to get. Harlan Thrombey was Harlan. the old man who died. Yeah. If it wasn't just arson, I or arson that wasn't his name, was it? That was uh, ransom. ransom. If it wasn't ransom, it was some other sin. No, it was. Um, I thought the grandpa had planned it. And since he was saying that Arson was just like him, mm. <laughs> Ransom no, it's, it's, it's was Arson. just like him. The, Chris, they, the Human yeah. Torch, yeah, I, Captain America. That role is the one that you got called on. <laughs> His greatest role. No, I thought that they did it together because he was like him and he wanted to go out in one big role. Go out in the bank, right. kind yeah. of thing. Because I, 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 the amount of details that they slip into the background mm-hmm. in uh, in most of the movie. Um, not only does it make this character of like, because the, the amount of things that you don't know whether they're just props that he's got in his house yeah. or like things from his adventures or because mm-hmm. the, the cops even say at one point like, oh man, he's got like things from each of his novels right, right. around yeah. the estate. Yeah. Right? Just paintings everywhere and, and the camera's so, cutting to those yeah. random props between scenes. And it's just like, wait, what does this matter? Yeah. yeah. Does it? I also kind of thought that they might be setting up a mur- murder at the Orient Express type thing. Um, where it turns out like all the kids have killed him <laughs> yeah. uh, in, in different ways. But then, you know, kind of halfway through the movie, they pretty definitively like, nope, he killed himself. Yeah, because they show him stab himself to the yeah. neck. Right, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, but again, that could have been like, he could have faked it. There still could have been like, he could have faked it the whole time, and <laughs> that was a stage knife that he was mentioning before. <laughs> sure, yeah. Sure. Yeah, there's, there's ways stage you could have Stage knife, stage it. blood. Right. Yeah. Because well, she I, left right after that, so he could have just been like, and sing. Right. Right. <laughs> What do you guys think of the whole she vomits anytime she tells a lie? I am fine with it because it helps the movie. Yeah, you, right. With a story like this, it is really good to have a character that can't lie because that helps you establish things in a incontrovertible way. Um, I'd be really annoyed there's, with it. There's at least one person who you can definitively know is grounded. Exactly. Yeah. You can you can base a lot of interesting stuff off of that. And the movie does, I think. It does a good job of like saying, like, okay, we are going to give you a completely factual reason why you should trust this person and the rest of the movie will be built around how this person being the way she is is what gets her out of this situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and so in that context, I'm, I'm perfectly fine with it. It's a little silly. Like, it, like I don't yeah, think that's but a it real didn't, thing. It, they didn't step on it too much to piss me off, so exactly. I'm fine with it yeah. existing. And they did clever stuff with it, so so yeah. I appreciate that. Mm. Um, I, I think that that worked really well. It worked much better than Daniel Craig's accent. I'll put it that way. <laughs> no, that worked perfect. <laughs> Immaculate. It, it didn't seem real, but it was great. That's fair, yeah. I don't know. I think that on second watch, 
Chris Evans' character, like you can see it coming from just miles and miles away yeah. on the mm-hmm. second watch. Like, oh, it's all over the place, and right. it is that easy. But Daniel Craig's character is what I think carries the film for me in subsequent watchings. Yeah, just because I can see that. The, the character that he has... I can't figure out, like, is he this brilliant Sherlock Holmes or is he this buffling buffoon who talks funny? It's <laughs> like, he cha- he, like he takes one hat off and puts the other one on. and You can't really nail him down sure. until the climax of the film. At and, the very end. and you know what it makes me feel? It's like, you know how if you're watching something that's supposed to be noir, there's like a specific way that the people talk mm-hmm. right, right? Yeah, yeah. in that kind of film. Mm-hmm. And the way that, that Daniel Craig talks as Benoit Blanc right. in this one, it makes... It feels like we're watching one of those classic like detective yeah. TV yeah. shows. It, it right. feels like he lives the fantasy, and it makes the whole thing feel like an episode, like a long episode, but an episode of one of those TV shows. It's very Columbo. He, it's very, it's very Hercule Poirot. Yeah, Hercule Poirot. I don't think I'm saying that. I right. I don't know who any of those but, people are. Um, Hercule Poirot. Yeah, that character. It's it's sort of in sort of in structure of like okay, we're gonna go through the entire movie and the or story, and then at the end he's gonna like nail it down through the entire thing and explain it to you. Like I feel like that's where that came from. Was well, well, yeah, Agatha Christie basically invented the, the detective, myster- the, yeah, exactly. the mystery genre. Exactly. So, yes, from there. But I feel like it, 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 TV detective shows got their roots from that, and this feels like it's getting its roots from TV detective shows, well, and then it's pulling from all. So of it. Yeah. yeah, exactly. All but we're the, missing is like the breaking of the fourth wall and like talking about another night, in Night City. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or very Ellery Queen like. Well, audience, have you figured out how it was done? <laughs> I'm going to go confront the murderer, but let's see if you remember these distinct clues. Has anyone ever done like a movie where the entire thing is there's a murder, but it's like being investigated by like all the characters that would normally be the the like people you're investigating are themselves like weird detectives so you've got like a Columbo you've got like a murder she it's wrote it's a family of got, detectives yeah you just see, got all of yeah, them I want to see Murder on the Orient Express <laughs> except every every suspect is also so a, a detective, detective. Yeah. investigating all of the other suspects exactly they all and they all need to be like a specific one like you gotta have your, your Agatha Christie character you've gotta have your, your Sherlock Holmes you've gotta have all of them that, that would seems be like amazing it would be so much harder to write oh it would be a, a complete pain in the ass <laughs> but it'd be amazing Maybe it's, that'll uh, be knives out too. It's um you know you know the always sunny bit where Charlie goes crazy and he's talking about Pepe Sylvia. Yeah. He's got the yeah. yarn map. I think you'd need one of those just yes. for outlining oh, yeah. your plot with how many different loops and backstabs and I everything mean, you, else. You almost need that with this movie. Like it's it's close to that, I think. It, no, what, I feel like this s- one's pretty straightforward. I mean, once you see it, like once you're once you're aware of what is happening, yes. But I mean, like to plot out like when the in, the audience gets what information and from what avenue and like how it's all laid out. I think you you really have to have a very tricky mind to to put all this fair. together. I think that they introduced a lot of motives for everyone to murder them, mm-hmm. but they didn't introduce any like leads to make me think they were the ones capable of murdering mm. him. That's I could see that. Yeah, I also really like just the different way because. They make the entire family seem like unique individual assholes. Mm. Yes. All in distinct ways. And yeah. I like that. Because you've got the like the right wing troll son right. and his father who's like a leech off of the family. Cheating well, on his wife. Well, they're all leeches and on the, the family. But he is but especially in, but in different so. ways, yeah. right? Uh, and then you've got like the SJW daughter and her mother who's oh, yeah. like 
double dipping mm-hmm. off of her allowance fund or yeah. whatever it is. And, like, and they th- added like spritzes of references to Twitter and to Google mm-hmm. and to Netflix in ways that made it seem very current as of the time, not to mention some of the uh, political commentary right. that showed up around the campfire. The only fireplace. irritation I have with that is I don't like that they gave the SJW daughter like a little bit of redemption, like made her a little bit of a good oh, better character. I don't character. feel like they gave her they redemption de- at all. No, no they, were no, like, they, they had her be a specifically a good character. She's like, I feel really bad about all the stuff that I did. And th- she's the first one to be like, no, we really need to give her the money. It's her, It's her. This is what yeah, Grandpa and wanted. And later on, she backstabs her at the first possibility. Yeah, yeah. because no, when her entire one. family is staring her no, down, no, being no, like, no, hey, no. you need to do this, she does it for all of them, and then she Immediately, like I'm so sorry. I did she's that playing for both you. sides. She's I don't think she's sides. redeemed. I, I she's didn't not get the. At all. I didn't get the play in both sides. I think she was. Tr- they were trying to be like, okay, this one's a little bit. Good. I don't. Think they so. needed no. one character that was not 100 percent asshole, and they went with her. No, she's, yeah, she's like also 100 percent asshole. Nope. No. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's that her, it's, she's like be, trying to be. Di- she's disingenuous. She's the only one that is consistently. She's the only one that got her origin right. What do you mean? At the beginning of the movie when she's like Like the country reference? Yeah. No, she says Paraguay. And her character's Cuban. No, she didn't say Paraguay. Her mom said Paraguay. Her mom said Paraguay. The the SJW daughter also got this country wrong. I think she got... Every every person who talks about her... I think they all got her wrong. I don't think she did. I agree. I think they all got her wrong. Either way. Maybe not. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I missed that detail. Yeah, they all got her... uh, Which which is another detail that I like because I like how you can... Because it's not just... Like you can see how disingenuous they are in how much they care about. Yeah, about right. uh, just surface that, care about. I love that continuing line that keeps getting thrown out of. I, I wanted you at the funeral, but I got outvoted. Yeah, yeah. every person uh-huh. like I got outvoted. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I got outvoted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then they all are talking about. Oh, she's she's part of the family. We really love her. Her and her family are here from insert <laughs> random South American country. <laughs> right. Yeah. Because yeah. and and that does a good job of of kind of setting you up that okay they don't actually care about her yeah they just care about looking nice yeah yeah you know what the the family reminds me of if you've if you ever watched a mr beast video he's the guy that gives away money on youtube very frequently yeah yeah. large amounts Mm -hmm. if you look at the comment section on his his videos it is just non-stop 13 year olds asking for cash i mean (laughs) you gotta gotta take your mm -hmm. shot yeah please mr beast give me my and these people the family members in this film, they have the exact same just greasy, yeah. pathetic demeanor to yeah. them that just reminds me of those YouTube comments. Yeah, well, they've been suckling at that nip for a long time. It's hard to just... <laughs> like, a lot of them are already old enough to be dying. It's hard for them to be like, now you have to somehow live on your own. Right. <laughs> oh, oh, the character... You're still talking about Mr. Beast commenters. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Like, it's just some grandma. 13-year-old, like, it's time. Mr. Beast, please, I need <laughs> I'm my I'm a 13-year-old. <laughs> Uh, I like that they are all kind of unique in what kind of asshole they are. Yeah. Um, there's there's a lot of variety to them because like you've got you've got the the super crunchy lady that's like you know a a influencer right? she thinks on Instagram or whatever. Tony. Like yeah, mm-hmm. she's the or Joni. Worst. I yeah, I think I think the actress's name is Tony. You, right. You've got the like obviously racist dad who is like mm. trying to hide it behind the actual logical arguments yeah. like that. He, he thinks he's Ben Shapiro type guy. Right. You've got who, the, who's actually cheating on his wife who's, with a, a immigrant. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, you've got, you've got the, the son that like never really did anything for himself. 
who is like trying to get his dad to sell out essentially. Yeah. Like there's there's a lot of different varieties to these assholes. And I don't think that the dad is exempt from it in a lot of ways. Like you you no. can tell like why he it created this brood of of yeah. shitty shitty people. It's just in his golden years he's starting to see the error of his way. Oh, well, he's starting to see the outcome of it cuz I don't yeah. think he's don't... a bad person. I think no. that just the flaws that you see in who he is you can definitely see creating these people. Yeah, he's not necessarily a good dad. He's just an all right person. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. But, well, but and even like the movie makes it pretty clear at the end that if it weren't for his like naturally dramatic nature, he wouldn't like if he called he'd an have, ambulance, he would have been yeah. fine. Yeah. Right? Like the fact that he's dead is entirely his own fault for trying to like make a murder mystery out of his own accidental death. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. But, I mean, <laughs> his greatest crime was being a good author. <laughs> he, right? he genuinely believed that the ambulance wouldn't make it in time. Sure, sure, that that's fine. But, but the, he was, the, the fact now that at like, like minute six or seven, I've been like, are you sure you gave me 100 milligrams of morphine? At least while I've got the, the the thing to my neck, I'd be at least saying, hey, I'm not feeling any of those symptoms you mentioned. Right. I Normally with three milligrams, <laughs> like I can feel it in about 30 seconds. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So are you sure that... After injecting me with enough morphine to kill a horse, that like <laughs> I built up an immunity. Like, yeah, yeah, just natural immunity to morphine. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. It's 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 very odd to me that he would just go a whole hog immediately into. All right, I'm gonna kill myself. It's cool. He seemed pretty like even when he was writing about, it, he was just amused by the whole situation. So yeah, I think he was exactly pretty down with anything the, that went down. The weirdest part of it to me is that he. He should have known that he is a long-winded asshole because every time he seems to talk, it's a long speech. And he should have gone, hey, does it matter that like it took me 15 minutes to explain my entire plan and you said I should be dead by 10? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of reasons why he shouldn't have, but I yeah. like... It's, it's like no, it's definitely saying, in his character. Yeah, yeah and, that, and that's what I like. I like what you were saying where, you know... It, he is not exempt from also being one of the assholes. Yeah. yeah. And he's not necessarily as cruel as some of the other characters can be. But he doesn't well, have It seems like with the other characters, the reasons that they, the, the children, the reason that they are assholes is because they have become extraordinarily greedy and dependent mm-hmm. yeah. on mountains of money throughout yeah. their lives. Yes. Whereas the father is just perhaps, he likes murder mysteries a little too much that he yeah. painted his life into one. A in different kind of asshole. But the money doesn't seem like it made him into a jerk. No. no, it seems like he's he's a pretty decent guy. The biggest issue I can see with him is that he's like, all right, I'm just going to cut all my kids off at once, all at the same time, instead of being like, okay, we're going <laughs> to wean this back one, a bit. Like, like yeah. I'm not going to give you, like, I'm not going to just, like, throw you out on the street, but you need to go get a job and, you know. And I'm going to break the news to all of them on my 85th birthday. <laughs> right, yeah. right, yeah. At the same time. I like every time they were replaying the, uh, when they were putting the candles and cake down in front of him, it was the... The one person retailing was always by his side, like all happy with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh-huh. exactly. Yeah, that was really funny. Yeah, I noticed that one on the second time through, and it was a nice touch. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of details like that that I missed the first time. Some of them I even missed on this one. I didn't notice that thing about the birthday candles that yeah. you just said. Yeah. Uh, and so it makes me wonder how many small details they throw in that I'd, I'd keep seeing new ones on new rewatches. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Um, and I think that's the mark of a really, really well done mystery. 
um, a mystery, if you can't watch it again knowing the ending and still have a good time, it's not a good mystery. Mm. Um, if, if you can watch it over and over again and not just pick out new details, but enjoy the process of the story unfolding and the, the yeah. information being given, then it's a good mystery. That's what works about a lot of Sherlock stories and a lot of, of Agatha Christie stories. Is like even when you know where this is going, it is entertaining to experience the way that those authors have created this story. Who well, was that guy that makes the movies you don't like that we watched a month Wes of? Anderson. Wes Anderson. Mm-hmm. He's done a murder mystery. Uh, he feels like he should have done a murder mystery by now with his own Wes Anderson he's flavor. Done, he's done murder uh, comedies. Because <laughs> the Royal, or not Royal Tenenbaums, but um, the hotel one. Yeah. The Grand, Grand, Budapest, Grand Hotel. Budapest Hotel. Yeah. That's kind of a like, oh, she died, what happened? Mysterious. But, uh, but yeah, it's not yeah, a mystery. Yeah. It's yeah. a, no. oh, she died. Now watch, these are the, watch the characters go yeah. through these comical situations. Right. And, yeah. yeah. Look at this painting. So I don't think he's ever, <laughs> yeah, I don't think he's ever done like a mystery, like a proper one like yeah. this movie has been. Um, I also like you know, talking about the small details. I like the things like Harlan saying at the beginning, you know, he's talking about how his family's kind of gotten so used to their wealth that they've detached themselves from regular living. Yeah. And he, he you know, in true author fashion, he's yeah. saying it very eloquently and long-windedly, and he's talking about how, like, oh, you know, eventually, the, you know, they won't even be able to tell a prop knife from a real, real one because yeah. he's holding a real dagger. That sure, yeah. He eventually uses to kill himself. Right. And then, it, you know, that comes around later when uh, Ransom blurts out his confession and then tries to kill Martha with <laughs> yeah, the right, knife right. he pulls off of the giant knife wheel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that he was, was a really, really good, good sport touch. about it afterwards, too. <laughs> it like, was, he's playing with a knife like, well, shit, this is, <laughs> is kind of comical in its own way, right? <laughs> it was kind of weird how he's like, he has time to like, pretend stab her a couple times and then just look at it like huh yeah. and then they like violently tackle him off of her I There's think they're all also in shock they're like why is she screaming her dad or something right right There's just it's an odd thing that there's like yeah. not a bunch of people pulling him up before that I, I appreciate the comic timing of it it's funny yeah, but, but it would almost be funnier if they were like alright you had your fun. Come on. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like they just knew that all of the knives up there were fake. Right, right. Oh, yeah. They they aren't clouded by money, so they can all tell instantly what fake knives they are. <laughs> yeah, the very conclusion of the film at that point is the thing I had issues with the first time I watched it, although I had had a few glasses of wine, so I didn't observe that it was one of the knives that retracts when you yeah. poke it in. I thought they meant stage prop, as in it's just really dull. And I was Uh-oh. like, no, with that much body weight behind it, that still would have gone straight through her chest and killed her. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah, on, on subsequent have. watches, I noticed that, but still it's just like, all right, Chris, you already like tried to kill somebody already, and this is your moment to enact your revenge, and you're just going to be like, eh, eh. No follow-ups? You're not going like, <laughs> to go, go for the throat? Eye, rip out her eyeball or exactly. something? Jeez. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's had a plan where he basically has to try to kill five people mm-hmm. so i mean he probably should have been a little more vicious or maybe he was just trying to take her with him like yeah yeah be a dick about it i okay there's a lot of things that i love about this one of the things that i wasn't the biggest fan of and still wasn't on this watch uh was the way that they present the story with the time jumps um at the very beginning because you you're kind of cutting back and forth repeatedly from the birthday party where everything is going down and eventually Harlan's murdered and back to present day, which is the police and Benoit Blanc's interrogation. Mm-hmm. Benoit of, Blanc. <laughs> in interrogation of all of the family members and Martha. And 
there are times in that where it's super clear what's going on because, like, oh, here's Jamie Lee Curtis sitting in front of the knife wheel, and then it cuts to, like, her bending down and giving Harlan a birthday cake. Right, right. Super clear. But there's other times where it's it's not done nearly as cleanly. Yeah, where once it te- it kinda... get to the wake, then it becomes a lot more muddy to me. Yeah, and, it, and it, it, you'll get a cut, and it's, ju- oh, here's Michael Shannon sitting around in, like, a dull colored jacket. Is that his funeral jacket or is that the dull yeah, colored yeah. jacket he was wearing at the party? Yeah, or, right. And so, it, and there are some things that like, oh, later on, a lot of them wearing dark colors and it's raining outside. Yeah. But it takes a minute to get to some of the, like some of the background bits yeah. when yeah. they're in those scenes. Mm. And so initially it can be a little disorienting as you're watching the jump cuts back and forth. It's yeah, not terrible. For sure. Overall, they did fine, but there, there are some specific parts of that as mm-hmm. a whole that make it a little confusing at first. I think that that might be intentional. I mean, it, it's always good when you're creating a mystery to throw in some confusion. So like a little bit of that where it makes it just, you have to think about it a little bit. It might be partly to, to create that confusion, but it could also be that like, the movie's way of saying, "Hey, you need to pay attention. We're not going to hold your hand through this. You mm-hmm. got You got to really like be watching every detail if you want to. If you want to follow this, yeah. How do you guys feel about the way that the the film kind of happens in two parts? Where part one is with all the family drama, and the climax of that part is when the family is surrounding her and she gets in the car and she drives away. And then the second part, she's on the run from what feels like the family and the law, just and uh, her only friend is Chris Evans' character. Mm-hmm. Ransom. Yeah. yeah. Arson. I don't love it because I don't love that the first half... Part of the reason I think Ransom sticks out so much like a sore thumb is that the first half of the movie has a lot of all these characters and none of him, and the second yeah. half is all him. Yeah. And I think it would be better if it was more mixed between the characters. Hmm. And I also feel like the family's comeuppance at the end where it really is Marta who gets all the stuff... I think that it would hit harder if they were more present throughout the entire movie rather than it kind of being like, okay, we've already seen them react to her getting the money. We're now seeing her react again. And the only difference now is that like she's standing up there on top of the the balcony while looking down at them. Like, Sipping which, from her mug. It's a good image. It's a strong image. And I, like, I think that's the right image to end the movie on. But I don't think that it's necessarily the best way to structure that in terms of that being the final punch. Which they try and do a little bit of. Uh, and, and granted, you know, this movie's already, what? Two hours. Two hours. Two hours plus so, a little bit. So at, at some point, you're just adding bloat to it. Yeah. Although I don't agree it would have been nice. But you do get a little bit of that because you get Michael Shannon, or I think his character's Walt. Yeah. You do get him, like, outside her apartment door. Yeah, you, you get moments like, of it. Yeah. But it's very and, it's very front-loaded and, and back-loaded. It is. It is. Um, and so maybe I'm, some of that stuff wound up on the cutting room floor. That's possible. But I, I think they tried to add some in mm-hmm. um, because you get that. You get uh, SJW girl who's who's calling and like trying to make amends while at the same time also trying to get a bunch of money from her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just like all of oh, them Oh, you are. mean when they're all like staring at her? That and then and then later she's like when she walks in, she's like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I still think you should give the money back, but I'm so sorry. Yeah. I don't uh, remember that. I remember just saying, I'm sorry I told them who you were. Like, uh, That's part of why yeah, I, I think... I'm sorry I told them about your mother. Yeah, that's all yeah. she says. Like, I think I, at that point she knows she's good either way it goes. Yeah, I like to me, I think that that that's part of why I feel like she's getting the getting the good side of it. She feels genuinely guilty to me. And it's something I think is interesting about her character as opposed to the other ones. Oh, They're I all think, kind of like huge assholes. I just don't get any impression that she is... No, I, I think I she think, also wants the money. 
but I think that she is is guilty about it in a way that none of the other characters would be. I, I, I agree that it's different from the rest of the characters. I don't think it's less guilty than the rest of the characters. Yeah. Except Ransom, obviously. I give her a little bit of the benefit of the doubt. I think the character they're trying to portray is one that is genuinely apologetic. With that being said, I feel like Marta gives her a bit of the fuck you eyes when they have that hug right before the climax. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Maybe. Does Benoit Blanc really do much of the detective-ing until, uh, except for the I very so. end? He puts pressure in places where otherwise this would not be, go the way that it does. Which I guess I guess lines up with how he described his own detective. That's process. what I was thinking. He just kind of chills and listens and, and then at the end is like, okay, this is what happened. Well, he kind of bookends it where he's He's putting family members against each other in order to get the story out of each and every one of them and to get them to be more talkative when sure. they would otherwise not want to be. But around the middle, I'm not sure. Well, because he does things like, you know, they're, they're, he, they're walking the grounds together, looking at the mud and looking at the trellis right. and everything. And then later on, it, it, I think it is what you were talking about, where once uh, Martha and Ransom start hanging out together, mm-hmm. the rest of the the rest of the cast just kind of fades into the background. A little bit, yeah. Their story. I don't I think- know, Daniel Craig. The thing that he does do throughout the middle of the film is he insists that we must keep on digging, and the truth is not yet what we see. Right. A, the, a part of it is that I don't think he has necessarily the power to be like, okay, we're going to go do this now. He's he's only there in a consulting role. Yeah. And well, I mean, most detectives in these kind of movies are, but somehow they have the power to right. do the shit that they do. Right. But I think in this case, at least, it, it makes sense to me that he is very hands-off and just listening to a lot of people. And in the middle, basically the way that this plays out is that uh, Ransom kind of just incriminates himself in a whole bunch of ways. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah, Craig is just there to line things up and put it together, and basically stop Marta from uh, from from turning herself in. You know, yeah, right, right. Um, but yeah, like that's that's the important thing is he does not do a lot, but I think what he does do is uh, is really important. Like you couldn't you couldn't remove him from the story and and have it work. Josh, what do you wish that he had done differently to make him more what you? Would- would like him to be. I, I don't know. And honestly, I don't think I need him to. I'm just, th- again, because I talked about how this feels so much like a detective TV show. Yeah. And I've watched a bunch of those, especially the old ones, just because, you know, I'll like watch the ones that my folks are watching. Yeah. Right? yeah. So mm-hmm. I've watched Columbo. <laughs> Your parents Magnum. are old. They watch, they watch yeah. Murder, She Wrote. No, but Got so, it. <laughs> so I watched, I've watched Murder, She Wrote. I've watched Columbo. I've watched Monk. And I've yeah. watched oh, Ellery Queen. I forgot like, about Monk. Yeah. I, I've watched a bunch of them. Yeah. And, and I even argue that House kind of falls into that oh, yeah. same category. How, yeah. Even I though mean, it's, he's Sherlock yeah, it's Holmes. Crime. House. Yeah. Like it's, 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 it's just that. in a different setting. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but yeah, like I, I've watched all those and I enjoy those kind of shows. And so for, and in most of those shows, the action is pretty much centered around the Sherlock, whoever that is. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, th- and then it'll cut away and show you, uh, you know, in some, some of those shows it'll cut away and show, Oh, here's the bad guys doing some stuff. Will, right. Will Sherlock catch up to him? And in some scenes you'll see like, Oh, here's some, it'll show yeah. you some stuff that's going on like X-Files style, right, right? Right. Where you'll see stuff going on. You still don't totally understand what's going on, sure, but you sure. see something happening. Yeah. And so in this one, it feels like, Benoit Blanc, Daniel Craig mm-hmm. is there from the beginning. He, it's like you said, he's pitting the family against each other. He's kind of control in control of the situation. Yeah, and even even <laughs> ding. Yeah, I was assuming well, that that and like him flipping the coins were like nods to other famous 
Maybe. detectives because they didn't focus on any one of it those things. It was really in the, weird. Yeah. Maybe. yeah. I think it was just him trying to get attention mm. so that he could then go in and piss him off. So right, spill, right. Spill the beans. To, but, but it feels like it goes from him being in control of that. And even the way that the story is being presented, the way it's set up is the first half of the movie is, hey, we're telling you what happened, mm. but it's framed as we're responding to Daniel Craig. Right. And that's the way that the story's being conveyed. And yeah. then it shifts from that to now it's the Marta and Ransom story and Benoit's just kind of in the background. <laughs> yeah. well, He's literally the, in the passenger seat for several scenes. It's yeah. not the it's not the uh, Marta and Ransom story. This entire movie, the protagonist is Marta. She's the main oh, character yeah. of the entire I, thing. I know, and I that's know. and that's the big difference between those those other stories that you were listening and and this. In those, it's always the detective who is the the main character. In this, it's instead A lot Marta. Of them, I feel like you're in the Watson like Watson's the main character because yeah. if you were following Sherlock the whole time, you learn it as soon as he did. Right. Versus... There's there's a little bit of that. Like there's there's some yeah. give and take there, but those are usually they're a dual main character status yeah. type of thing, and they exist to play off each other. But this, yeah, yes, Marta it's just is Marta the main, the main character, character. But even Marta's story in the first half, where we're getting the backstory yeah, of what happened on the night of the party, even Marta's story is in response to Benoit. Yeah. Because yeah. He, he sees her kind of peeking out and listening. Yeah. And so he invites her out and she starts talking and he's asking her questions. It definitely doesn't become clear that she's the main character until the midpoint of the movie. By then, you you definitely picked up on that, I think. But yes. in the in the beginning, you're right. It is it is much more focused on uh, giving you all of the information and mostly through Benoit's uh, and, machinations, I and, guess. And, and that... All that to say that I don't think it's like a, like oh the movie is bad now because they shifted the focus from sure. Benoit to yeah. to Marta. It's just it feels different from the like the setting traditional the, well, right right the, the feeling that I got from this movie in the first half prepared me for a specific kind of mystery to play out. Yeah. And then it shifted gears and that gear shift felt kind of awkward to me. Yeah. And so that's what I'm talking about when I'm like, it feels like Benoit doesn't really do anything in the last half. I wonder if that's just a natural consequence of any subversion that you try to do. Like anytime you try to subvert what a expectation is, the reason that expectation exists is that we've all seen stories like this. We know the general shape of stories, even if most people couldn't like accurately describe the shape of a story, they know when it feels off. True. Um, um, and so I wonder if that's just a, a part of, of doing that subversion of like, okay, we're not actually following the super cool detective who's weird and out of place. We're following this character here who is just a nice person who's in the middle of this weird story. Yeah, and and and, and granted, you can't do the cutting back and forth to the party into current day throughout the entire movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. but well, you could. It'd just be a very different movie. Yeah, yeah, but it. But that feel it feels very different. There's a yeah. specific line in the movie mm-hmm. where we all say, "Oh, it feels different." Yeah, now. yeah. and so maybe you're right that anytime you try and subvert the genre, that okay, you're you're gonna you're, it's gonna feel weird. Yeah, but you can do some entertaining things there, and I think this movie does, mm-hmm. which is why it's not really that big of an issue to me because right. the space where it changes things and things feel weird. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it feels weird, but it's still fun. It's still entertaining. I like seeing, you know, I the scene where uh, Ransom takes Marta out for dinner mm. and he buys her chili, yeah. and then yeah. also a bowl of vomit, and he's just like, "All right, you just ate a giant bowl of like franks and beans, and I know you throw up when you lie. Here's a bowl. What happened to my granddad? <laughs> you asshole! Like, oh shit! 
Yeah, and it's exactly. funny, and, yeah. so, and yeah. so I like the stuff that they filled this space with. Mm-hmm. I think a part of it as well is just that the style changes dramatically at a certain point, and yes. it's, I, I couldn't yeah. pin it down on, off the top of my head. Well, I think you can but... pin it down because in between part one and part two, there is a moment when Marta is leaving the house that there's the, they use shaky cam, and it's nowhere else in the entire film. Like you can see that the cameraman takes the camera off the prop because it mm-hmm. starts to move around and he hones in and it's just like whoa what movie am i watching right it's just <laughs> she's completely having a nervous changed. breakdown is that when they find out that she's the the heir that's that... when she's walking out the door that's when the camera comes in and they're all around her and yeah. she gets into her car and then gets into that, ransom's car and drives off i'm that sure it's supposed the... to give that feeling of anxiety or whatnot well that could also just be the moment where the movie stops jumping so much from different perspective to different perspective mm-hmm. different perspective to mostly being marta or uh, Blanc, because um, that's a definite shift that happens at some point in the movie. Yeah. I just couldn't off the top of my head name where it happened. Um, but yeah, that that would be a, a point that would make sense. It's like, okay, this is now focused on her in a way that it would not have been prior to this moment. Um, but yeah, I, I'm I'm really impressed with the the way that this movie is all crafted and put together. I'm I want to watch uh, Brick again now just to see how like it stacks up. In <laughs> you know, comparison. Joseph Gordon Levitt was in this. Mm-hmm. Oh wait, in this? Yeah. He is the detective on the movie that the sister's watching. Is he really? Yeah. That's awesome. Because apparently he's in all of this guy's movies. I <laughs> okay. didn't know that. I love Ryan that. Johnson? Yeah, in all of Ryan Johnson's movies, yes. Huh. Who what, was he in, in Star, Star Wars? Wars? Yeah. He, 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 he was slowing. He played the, the little kid sweeping the floor <laughs> who looks up with and hope in, in his heart. And in this movie, he played the Nazi kid. <laughs> Rip! <laughs> no, the Nazi kid was uh, the, the kid from stuttery yeah. kid, mm-hmm. from Bill, I think, from no. uh, It. Yeah, yeah, it was you're Bill. Right. Yep, Happy I was thinking Dan. he was the the kid whose whole thing was that he was Jewish. Um, but now you're right. Yeah, that it was Bill. He's, yeah. yeah, he's the stuttery boy. Uh, I like this movie. I'm glad that our listeners voted this one over whatever else. Me too. Yeah. Did someone recommend this, or did we just yeah, put so these out? Yeah, is this st- listener request month? We're kicking it off with this. We st- we did a Twitter right. poll where we said. Uh, what's a movie we should watch? The movie with the most likes wins it. And then there was like a four-way tie. And so then it became like a voting thing. And uh, and they voted for this over Die Hard. And I'm glad they did. I yeah. enjoy this movie a lot. It's a lot of fun. My favorite part of the movie is Ransom. Uh, Ransom's really funny. Uh, when he's pretending to be a good guy, when he's pretending to be a little shit, and telling his entire family to go screw off. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He's really funny. When he's pretending to be a good guy and he's on Marta's side, he's really funny. Yeah. He's, when he's he manip- flips at the very end and he's a bad guy and he's tries, trying to stab her and he's like, ah, oh, well, shit. Oh, yeah. He's really funny. Stab. Yeah. He's really funny. Uh, and it's fun seeing Chris Evans after so long of Chris Evans playing Captain America, Captain America the ultimate Boy Scout. It's <laughs> nice to see him be a dick. <laughs> it's nice to see him be an asshole. And I know he's done it before. He, you know, I brought up the Human Torch. He kind of plays a little shithead in that one. Yeah, so I Absolutely know he can do it. Does. But there, but he's been Captain America so long. You kind of just like. Everyone assumes that you are the role after after a while. Well, he's still yeah. built from being Captain America too. Oh so yeah. When he's on top of her, it's just kind of like, don't you have like a hundred pounds on her? <laughs> right. Yeah. Just start strangling her or something. Uh, but he he's funny and it's fun seeing him be a, a jerk. Yeah. Uh, my least favorite part of the movie 
is is that tonal shift from the beginning to kind of the halfway point and onwards. Uh, again, it's not enough where I'd say like, oh, this ruins the movie or anything like that. But it can be jarring if you're like expecting a certain type of detective movie, yeah. or especially if you've just really enjoyed the beginning half. Right. Yeah. And you're like, man, I'm loving how this is going. It feels very totally different. Yeah. Um, but it's still a really fun movie, and I'm gonna give it uh, four and a half out of five um, swapped vials. Okay. Like, it's good. It's yeah. really good. Uh, my favorite thing about the movie is probably Marta. I really like her and her character throughout. I think that she adds something pretty unique from a lot of mystery stories in, in being the protagonist of this. And I, I like, mm-hmm. I always do like seeing a character that's just very wholesome and good in the center of a whole bunch of yeah. giant assholes. Yeah. And who gets, gets, the, gets the win at the end. Like, that's, that's always fun. So I really like her. She's, um, done, she's done, done in, a, in a good way, though, because I think that character that you've described yeah. is one that I often have a hard time believing because they're yeah. too like goody two shoes, like wholesome. They don't all, ground her well turn, enough. Turn the other cheek and they do a good job of showing her being scared, getting pissed off that the family's coming mm-hmm. after her in this way when she thought they were friends, um, uh, lying to try and save her own ass. And then yeah. later on regretting it. Like yeah. they make her seem like, a has- re- they make her seem like a real person who is good but isn't just some like caricature of a good person. Yeah. She has a moment of a big struggle when she's uh, standing over, I forget her name, but the lady that is overdosing on morphine um, that, that Fran Ransom killed. Or Fran, yeah, yeah, Fran. Yeah. Um, she has a, a moment of like, do I let her die and get away yeah. with this? Mm. And then she very clearly is like, no, fuck that, and, and goes to help her. But and, that, and that, that moment, moment of is hesitation important. is important to making her feel like yeah. a real person who knows if I do this, I might have to go to jail for yeah. the rest of my life because yeah. she'll write on me. Exactly. Uh, as opposed to someone who's just like, no, I will always do the right. I'll, I would walk 5,000 miles in prison. Sure, and I would yeah. walk 5,000 more just to <laughs> save your life, Franny Poo. Right. Like, yeah. I, I wa- okay, so that's my favorite thing. My least favorite thing is probably how easy it is to pick out that it's Ransom. Um, I feel like yeah. it was a little too easy. Sure. And the fact that I, I picked up on it as much as I did for reasons that were outside the movie was was a little bit of that. You picked it up um, as soon as, like, the first time you met Ransom because the dogs barked then. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, overall, like, I still re- like I agree with everything you said about Chris Evans. He does a really good job with the part. And so I kind of feel, I'm kind of sad that he turns out to be as big of an asshole that, as he does. Uh, but yeah, this is a really well put together movie. I really enjoy it. And so I am going to give it uh, four and a half donuts out of five. Um, real solid. Like anyone who hasn't seen it, definitely check it out. Nice. Also, I have to shit really bad. So I'm going to go do that. You guys just go ahead and do your, your ending bits. And okay. I won't interrupt this time. <laughs> All right. I'm going to leave this in the podcast so everyone knows that what Rick is shitting. <laughs> yeah, why, why he's not here anymore. <clears throat> Brian, what do you think, buddy? Uh, Not my least favorite thing, but a nitpicky thing that was bothering me was that if you were trying to frame someone, but you also wanted the evidence to be found, why hire the world's most successful detective who's never failed? <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> I get that he was kind of strapped. Why hire of, Sherlock Holmes? You would think the grandson of like the murder mystery empire guy would know better than to, you know, fuck around and find out. <laughs> but um, I think my least favorite part, if not what Rick said, was just the... Uh, the weird thing where after everything that Chris Evans said, like, he's not going to give up his family and his money and his ancestral bullshit, it's weird that when he looked back up at her, he gave her a little nod of approval. Like, that's completely opposite <laughs> to everything he's just said. Yeah. Or maybe he's like... You beat me fair and square. Yeah, like, if he's come down, he's like, I'm going to be your new rival in mi- murder mystery. Like, it's... 
it was a weird. It, it feels like he wanted that for his character because he wanted to be more like, yeah, I'm not such a bad guy, right? He's just like, you know what? You're playing the game. You are one of the family now. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I didn't really like that. Uh, my favorite part was the setting. Like, I really like the house. I like the how they decorated awesome. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the soundtrack was really good. I don't think it was necessarily on point for a murder mystery, but I just really liked it. Sure. Um. But yeah, my least favorite thing, if not the nod, was just it was too easy. That's fair. But again, it's like an amalgamation and nods to the entire genre of murder mystery. So it kind of, it either has to be like so on the point that everyone knows, or it has to be like so amazingly written that no one's gonna know. And yeah. that's a lot harder to do than the other thing. So mm-hmm. overall, pretty solid movie. Uh, yeah, I'll give it a four out of five. Um, Smiling paintings. Nice. Okay. Caleb, take us home. What do you think? You're the, you're the only, aside from me, you're the other one who's seen this multiple times now. I have seen this multiple times, but what I will say is I haven't watched a lot of murder mysteries in general. Mm-hmm. And sure. so I didn't really have any expectations of what the flow of the film was going to look like when mm-hmm. I got into this. And, uh, well, one thing I'll say is that don't watch this slightly inebriated. There are way too many details to try to keep track of. <laughs> we, we had to rewind the movie. Mo- and Rick's not here to defend himself, but screw him anyway. Uh, we had to re- rewind the movie multiple times because Rick would miss, like, a at bit least, of text that was on the screen. At least he wanted us to on. rewind instead of just, like, fighting us tooth and nail about what did and did not happen in the yeah. movie. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. He would never do that. Uh, that's true. <laughs> Yeah, and you also, you know what? He's short. And he smells funny yeah, sometimes. Yeah, we're just going to shit talk him <laughs> while he's pooping. So yeah, I didn't have any expectations of what I was getting into here, and there were a lot of details to keep track of. Sure. But, and watching it a second time, there are a lot of those details that you pick up on that you wouldn't have any real reason to be looking out for. Yeah. But the the acting and the characters that they create are sufficiently interesting that it is still an engaging film the second time around when mm-hmm. you know exactly what's going to happen because i didn't have any kind of expectations of what the flow is going to be when it pivots in the middle and shifts almost entirely to something completely different that didn't bother me i i, I mean i can't really say that was my favorite thing because that's sure. too abstract of an idea mm-hmm. but the fact it's like two films in one they're so different and yet tell one complete story i think is really cool in terms of my uh, my favorite thing, I'd probably say I like Daniel Craig's character a lot. Yes. I think that he and Chris Evans carry the movie. Yes. And the way that he brings it all together at the very end is just a fun... It's, it's fun to watch him paint that picture mm-hmm. and get all of the details right. Yeah. In terms of my least favorite thing, that's a little more difficult because mm-hmm. this is a really good film. But... Chris Evans' character, that tends to be what I'd be more like, nah, about. Like, when they're sitting down at I the cafe. He and, I thought you said he carried it along no, with I mean, Daniel Dan- Craig. Well, yes. His I'm, acting versus his character, Well, let me, let me continue here. He carried it, but I hate him. Yeah. When they're sitting down at the cafe, I feel like Chris Evans does a wonderful job making or carrying the movie with the role that he was handed some of the dialogue lines that he's giving they make a lot of sense in retrospect when everything's all wrapped up at the time when it's like have you actually flipped a coin and you can see that he's being thoughtful and he's being uh, conniving he's Mm -hmm. pulling together his plot it just does it's not quite convincing for me yeah 
Yeah. And additionally, at the very end of the movie, when he does the whole stabby thing, it's just like, are you trying to murder this person or not? Because it you gave up how, so easy. How cool he was with it immediately. Yeah. And of course, as Rick pointed out, the fact that the cops don't tackle him a lot more quickly when you see them moving <laughs> and then they're just like, I guess we're going to stand back here now. Yeah. Anyway. I mean, you're have to be so I think he did a wonderful job acting in this role, but I think it could have been written a little bit better. Sure. So with all that being said, I'm going to give this movie four donuts within We donuts. already did donuts. I, I'm doing the Inception bit. It's a donut within a donut hole out of five. Okay, that's good. <laughs> uh, if you want to hear us talk about our own donut holes, uh, you can listen to more of our podcasts on our website, opinionatedpodcast.com. Welcome back from your shit, Rick. Yeah, uh, donut uh, hole feels a lot better. <laughs> <laughs> additionally, we're on uh, social media at OpinionCast on Twitter and Opinionated Podcast on Facebook. Feel free to reach out to us at our email address, opinionatedmovereviews at gmail.com. We always love hearing from you guys, whether it's your thoughts on our episodes or suggestions for what we should watch in the future, including listener request month. If you get a chance, please leave us a rating on iTunes and Spotify. Uh, Between that and you sharing us with your friends, it's the best way we have of getting out to new listeners. We always appreciate you guys listening. And until next time, we're opinionated. Thanks for too is with the tablecloth it makes it easy like i'm just gonna jump jump to the tablecloth and then climb up here asshole little man that's probably why you've got your flask out here he's breaking into that and taking swigs (laughs) he's using this uh he's using this place as a bar Uh, as someone who's owned a rodent as a pet before they are constantly shitting. Yeah, it's just, just a they, thing just they do. The they don't have a, like, shit. I shit here thing. It's a nah, they just shit wherever they I are. I think maybe some of the more intelligent ones might, but generally speaking, they're like, eh, it's been 60 seconds, time to take a dump. Yeah, it's mm. I, I also have not been out here nearly as yeah, much. Brian, talk into your mic. We're recording. It, I can it, tell you from owning rabbits. Been, that, like, it's you, been. Mm-hmm. When you surprise a rabbit, they like have they projectile shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's another thing. You scare a rodent, they just like... I don't even know if it's a defense mechanism as much as just like, I'm scared, void yeah. bowels. Mm-hmm. Must project self forward through uh, shitting as hard as possible. <laughs> rabbits have pellets, don't they? Yeah, it's dry. So like, you, It looks like... Uh, Cocoa it, Krispies. Yeah. Cocoa Puffs, more like... My milky... <laughs> Delicious. Right. So, in their first five days, I've definitely seen it. <laughs> seven days. On the, the first seven days, a mouse will shed three times its body weight. The Matrix, the first Matrix, did 156 in its first seven. The Reloaded did 131, and uh, Revolutions did 138. So they're doing okay. That's pretty good. Yeah. Like for example, the um, the Amazing Spider-Man 2, which is the next one on this, it did uh, only 151 on its first seven days. So, like, that's that's it's standard for us, essentially. That's fair. <clears throat> we're, we're, I mean, which I'm glad about. Mm-hmm. It's uh, 
Because with the movie being kind of as bad as it oh, was, God. I didn't know. Yeah, it was awful. That movie made me depressed for like several days after. <laughs> <laughs> what am I even doing? Like, if that's gonna happen to the, the glow Matrix, of life has just been extinguished. <laughs> Don't worry, Trinity is coming by to make rainbows in the sky for you. Oh jeez. Paint the sky with rainbows. You know what? Did you do that's that? That's a good idea. I like that idea. So, so Trinity, dumb. did you do that for Neo? <laughs> <laughs> I sure did. What? Uh, that whole movie is just so far up its own ass. <laughs> In a different way than all the other Matrix. It is. It is a different way. Yes, I, I, I will. I will concede that. It's just. Much more annoying in the way that it's up its own ass. Brian, if you were a genie, I would ask you for one of my wishes to make that movie never exist. That's a waste of a that wish. A wa- Can't you just- it was that bad. <laughs> Why don't you just wish for, like, there's no bad movies anymore? Or no, that one's specific. I want to know that what might be an abuse of power. I want to know what you're... What do you mean? How is it... That's oh, the kind of thing... It's an it- abuse of power to make... To make the world a better place. I shouldn't <laughs> do that. No, it's just, the kind of thing a I'll genie just, would be like, no, that's too far. You have to ask for one specific thing. What do you mean? You know, like when you versus the the Earth Dragon Balls versus the Namekian Dragon Balls. They're just different rules. So you're just saying you got a shitty genie? I mean, Brian, are you a shitty genie? Brian, would, would, you, genie. would you niggle that one? Would you be like, mm, niggle is their word for one? All right. For two. Okay. Uh, <laughs> would you would you be like that's too far, Caleb? You're not allowed to wish for no more bad movies. You can only wish for a movie to be better or a franchise. Maybe I guess that would okay. Be... You'll let him go up to franchise, Caleb. Yeah. I want to know what your other two wishes would be at that point. Like if that's the tier of wish you're allowed to have, because at that point I feel like <laughs> I, I couldn't even wish for like oh lots of dollars. It'd be like I wish that I had like you know. A job that paid well and and with regular pay. No, you just you just ask for like oh I, I would like a rising fi- cost of living. I would like a fifteen percent pay raise, please, and a new Prius. God, you got a bad <laughs> genie. <laughs> it was it's more a like you genie. just save someone's life and they're they're well off, but they're not rich, rich. Right. So they can they can make some stuff happen for you. <laughs> You it's save like, the life of a semi-shitty person. Like you got some good mojo going your way, but eh. they, they're like they're like the franchise owner of like a Jimmy John's, and they're like, <laughs> you know what? Thank you for saving my life from that bear attack. Here, take this card. It'll give you half price Jimmy John Saturday <laughs> Jimmy John sandwiches on every Tuesday for the rest of your life. And it's like uh, I'll try, master. I'll try <laughs> <laughs> that genie. <laughs> Maybe it's a franchise genie too. Brian, is that the level of shitty genie you are? Like, no. I need to get across this gorge. And it's like, I mean, here's a rope. Do it yourself, bitch. <laughs> Maybe this is like my first week as a genie, and I don't have very good powers yet. Are like, I'm an like apprentice your... genie yeah. or something. Yeah, you're still learning how to do magic. Yeah, I watch a movie called Apprentice Genie. <laughs> he's just trying his best. And so it's it's like a monkey's paw thing, but instead of it being malicious, it's the genie genuinely doing his best, and he just keeps ruining everything. So there were like three to four. A lagging movies plus the cartoon series. How did a lagging never become the genie himself? Like, was that not his? Jo- How did he not like? I'll swap jobs with you for a day, genie, because I think I can be a bigger genie than you. I mean, I think fair, in the like- first movie they make it look like slavery that no one would want. Exactly. It's yeah, that- but he's having a great ass time. <laughs> it's it's that, and then in the second one, Jafar does become a genie, and it immediately fucks him. So like, maybe Aladdin's just like, nah, I think Aladdin, I think I'm good. Aladdin was probably like, you know what? 
I don't want to <laughs> bank everything on the the hope that someone would free me after gaining <laughs> these powers. I have already gone from homeless on the street stealing Starving. food to <laughs> the prince of this nation married to the hot princess. I think I'm not going to hit on right. 20. I'm just going to stay. <laughs> well, I, I think it would be like if it were on the cartoon episode, it would be like, I'll be genie for the day and you be a lagging for the day kind of thing. and. Like they each eh, appreciate what, each other's. Do you think it would happen like that, or do you think it would be Freaky Friday, like uh, Aladdin's like cleaning the genie's lamp for him? But uh oh, he accidentally cleaned it upside down and didn't realize that that swaps his oh, powers. Okay. Like, yeah. I was gonna like say, a Freaky no, Friday kind of thing. That he described the plot of Freaky Friday, so I was very confused <laughs> by what you meant by the Freaky Friday thing. Not, not like but, a, hey, not the no, mechanics. No, he, of he described it. a prince and the pauper, where it's a like you know what. We are both going to like amicably shake hands and agree to swap places for a while. Yeah. No, no. As Freaky opposed- Friday is we both hate each other and we're opposites, but then we live in each other's lives and we realize, oh, you're yeah, that's but that's a, bad a body swap. So scenario. Aladdin and Jafar, the genie swap, swap places. Okay. I'm saying body swap, yeah. okay. not okay. necessarily the hate. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's Aladdin and Jafar. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I'm a jerk now. Right. You were right, Jafar. I'm a nice person, but now I'm the emperor of evil. Oh no. <laughs> 